are 30-somethings living in a city, showing what it means to live chastity, the Catholic faith, and friendship. I'm Mary. I'm Lizzie. I'm Abigail. And I'm Anne. And this is Chastity Chastity in the City. Modern Catholic women living city lives. So grab a Cosmo or a cup of tea and join the conversation. with us. Today's topic is one that I knew very little about until the last few years and uh, the more I learn about it the more I realize it's like what God has intended for us and our bodies and that is chastity. Chastity is something that I think a lot of people have misconceptions about. I certainly was one of those people and I've actually made myself a little bit of a student about it because I didn't know that much. And I feel like I'm excited to have this conversation with Abigail, Anne, and Lizzie because I don't think these conversations are had enough. And I want to learn from these ladies as much as I want to share my experience. Yeah, so before um, we get started, um, I just think that we should go ahead and read the definition of chastity that is provided by the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And for those of you who would like to look this up, it is um, number 2337, paragraph 2337 in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Um, And it says, chastity means the successful integration of sexuality within the person and thus the inner unity of man in his bodily and spiritual being. Sexuality in which man's belonging to the bodily and biological world is expressed becomes personal and truly human when it is integrated into the relationship of one person to another in the complete and lifelong mutual gift of a man and a woman. The virtue of chastity therefore involves the integrity of the person and the integrality of the gift. There's yeah. a lot more that can be said about that, but it, but that is the basic definition by the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And I think I want to say one of the number one like misconceptions or myths that I didn't know is that chastity does not mean abstinence. Chastity basically means the right ordering of sexuality. I think that's like what a lot of people get confused with. It means like people think, oh, chastity means just like don't have sex. And it's actually like the right ordering of sexuality and I've learned a lot about it recently and that's because like I'm in a relationship now. It's weird because as a single person who's Catholic it's kind of straightforward. It's like don't have sex. Which is <laughs> <laughs> I think what we all thought it meant. Yeah. But now it's like having like it's it's weird when it's like another person that you're you know now like entering into really what chastity is versus like even though I guess you're living chastity every day I don't know well it's I not think, a, like a challenge or yeah it's not, not a faced challenge. with it you're not based with. I mean chastity is for all stages of life and I think it's not just you know like what you do or do not do with your behavior it's also about like the state of your spirit and of your soul and of your mind and it's really about um, respecting the integration of your sexuality as God created you mm-hmm. with your humanity totally. with your soul yeah totally and, I, and honestly it's like 
I, re I read Theology of the Body, like, for beginners or whatever, basically for simple people like me who, <laughs> I still need to read who that. can't read, like, the real Theology of the Body written by JP2. I read, the, like, the simple version written by Christopher West, which is, like, unbelievable and Amazing. so yeah, good. Yeah, all credit to Christopher West. All Christopher, Christopher West is JP2. brilliant, and he did a great job of, like, writing this that, like, it, like, opened my eyes to part of chastity is also, like, how we look and treat other people, like, how we look at other people. And one thing that really stuck out to me from Theology of the Body that I've never heard before is that uh, JP2 had, they used, they put fig leaves over, like, in some century after Michelangelo did the Sistine Chapel, Sistine Chapel right? So um, he did the, the people naked. In the Sistine Chapel, and then the like later popes had them put fig leaves mm -hmm. over like people's private yep. parts, and JP two <laughs> had them take it off because he said that if if we all had um, if we all lived chastity and had our sexuality rightly ordered, nudity would not be a problem because yes, that's would, true. And I thought this was so profound. That nudity is. would not be a problem because. We would all look at each other with dignity and worth and not by, like, our sexual desires. Over-sexualizing oh others. And I was like, this, wow. I'm getting chills even talking about it now. I was <laughs> like, wow. That's so true. And that reminds me of another thing he said, and this is not an exact quote, but um, he, when he discusses pornography and, like, the evils of pornography, he said something to the effect of the problem with pornography is not how much it shows, but what it doesn't show. And what it doesn't show is the actual dignity and love of a true sexual relationship between within the confines of marriage um, and just, like, the humanity. It's something that's just, like, lacking in humanity and lacking in dignity. Um, and that yeah. really reminds me of that. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. like, people's own lust mm -hmm. that makes it... That makes it something, like, ugly. Sinful. Yeah, right? yeah. Sinful. And that's so interesting to And me. let us remind you um, that God did not create us with fig leaves over our parts. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> that was something that happened after the fall. So like you were saying, the reason that yeah. we feel look at each other, shameful. we feel ashamed, we look at each other with lust, it's because of our fallen human nature. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, everybody has like different struggles for me, like... I definitely didn't have a perfect past. I definitely lived in the world for a long time and didn't make, like, the best choices that I do regret now. And I, but I, like, really committed to living, like, abstinence. But there's more to living. Like, I love chastity because abstinence is just one thing. Mm -hmm. It means, like, not having sex. But chastity is, like, just... The whole, the whole ordering of a person. And it's a big picture. Yes. Of God's design. Totally. And that's how, like, everyone should be living chastity because everybody should be, even if you're married, unmarried, single, religious, you should be looking at other people as whole persons mm -hmm. and not as physical objects for our own pleasure Absolutely. or lust. Created by God, created by love, created for love. Totally. Um, and I think I would have never considered myself to be a person who would have objectified another 
person, especially sexually. But if I'm being honest, when I look back on when I was younger and when I wasn't living a life of chastity, even if I wasn't like pursuing someone sexually, there were definitely plenty of moments where I looked at someone and objectified them. And that's Mm -hmm. something that has totally changed since I've recommitted my life to Christ and to his church. Like that is into my faith. Like that's absolutely something that when I look at someone, I'm not looking at them as, you know, and maybe some of that comes with just like maturing as a person. But I think even if you don't have the intention of doing that, like when you're young and you're like, yeah. in, and you're just like saturated in this culture, it can be really hard not to do that. That's really interesting like that you say that because I just start thinking about kind of when you're young, like yeah. you're, that's just the norm and Boy, it's promoted yeah boys. like for you to just <laughs> lust over all these guys <laughs> yeah. and like oh my you know like be boy crazy <laughs> Definitely. and it's almost be. like what a shame that at least for me and when I was in catholic school as a child they didn't teach that like no. if they would have just taught the beauty of like what Mary was saying of the you know of how it's a whole picture. It's not just don't have sex, you know, because that doesn't inspire anybody. That doesn't really show the beauty of God's design. It's just showing like, look, God wants to take this away from you. And it also, yeah, it makes it not, you don't understand. It makes people feel like they're being handcuffed, not liberated. Right. It's less less compelling. It is less compelling. It's less compelling in that way. I just feel like if the, if Catholic schools would teach that in that way, like how awesome would that have been as a child for me to at least have a little bit of light shed on that, yes. you know, to, so I don't just give in, or I wouldn't have gave in to just what the norm, what society is telling me, like how I should be acting, how I should be lusting over, you know, at a, at a young age. And I'm not saying like to be, you know, don't ever have a crush on anybody. No, it's not But the same. I just think it would have been really awesome to have that perspective as a kid. Yeah, like... Instead of being like, it's one thing to have a crush on someone, but I I feel like even adults can be guilty of this, and I, I've definitely been guilty of this in my, like, mid-20s uh, and younger, was, like, imagining what someone is mm-hmm. and, like, falling for that versus who they actually are. Abs- yeah. And I think that's also, like, part of not knowing someone's personhood. Like, mm-hmm. I remember I committed, because I used to have, like, I used to go out and, like, meet a guy, and it would just be, like, romance. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) romance. And it would just be, like, so silly now that I look back. And I I think that was also part of, like, my own version of use. Like, I wanted to have a romantic experience. An experience. I wanted to have an experience, and I used them as part of my experience. I didn't really want them. Right, like, they would, right. like, share their thoughts and words. I'd be like, stop talking. I don't want to <laughs> The less you talk, the better this is for me. You're like, ruining it. kiss and pretend that you're oh my smarter gosh. than you are. It's so true. I mean, and you just want to be swept up in the moment. Yes. Like, so many rom-coms and so many yes. things in our culture, mm-hmm. I think, kind of tell you that this, is what, this that. is what love is, right? Yeah. And, they, and it kind of skews your oh perception gosh, of love. Yeah. It skews your perception of chastity. Yeah. And so, no wonder we sort of got derailed from that and we yes. didn't really know how we're truly, you know, God's designed for us. And um, I think that it, you know... It's, it's especially how young we were, like, to be so impressionable at that age and to just kind of 
maybe not have that more solid definition to work from, from, Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I didn't go to, I didn't go to Catholic school. I went to public school. So, (laughs) you know, it's definitely not. Right. Yeah. Um, I just, I love, I kind of love this topic actually, because it just, I think when we started the episode, I was like, all right, like, how are we going to really dive into this? But it is so true that I think Catholics get a bad rep for, Oh, like you just don't like sex, or you're guilt, or shamed, oh or, yes. or, or like you're yeah, so or like you're the repressed Catholic, yeah, yeah. or it's not possible. You're suppressing your sexuality, and it it just comes off really weird and just you know. Well, you know what the problem is is our our faith teaches us that our sexuality is a part, like we've been saying, like a part of the whole human person that is meant to be given to another person um, as a gift, as a gift like integrated through um, through God, like through the holy sacrament of marriage. And our culture, you know, essentially tells us that sexuality is, you know, it never frames it like this, but sex, the mm-hmm. way our c- culture frames it is through using somebody. Mm-hmm. And, they will, and they will totally never say totally that. Totally warped. Totally and it's different. about carnal-like pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. It's about love. Uh, yeah. It's not how about love, not, real yeah. love. How could you not, like, do that? Like, you must be dying inside or, like, half of a human or, like, a weirdo. And it's, yeah. like, none of the above. Actually, you're the weirdo. No yeah, you Like, you have, like, a very weird look well, in the world, and I was that person. Like I, I yeah. was that person that I mean, I never judged people. I was raised in the church, so I never judged people for like not like I. I admired them. I remember I had actually a friend. So mm-hmm. like when I grew up, all of my friends and everything, like in high school, that was like the thing. You lose your virginity. Like I had a. I had a similar experience to Leah Darrow in the fact that, like, all your friends, like, kind of push you in into it. And, like... I think that's really common. I, and I was, like, you know, I wanted to live my faith, but I also, like, really didn't think it was realistic. And I really struggled with the, the dichotomy of, like, not having been catechized well mm-hmm. and then also being very much in the world. Yeah. And... And that recipe plus, like, just wanting to be loved and accepted, like, is a recipe for, like, yeah, and for the pressure. My friends, every day at lunch, would, like, talk to me about the fact that I still hadn't had, like, (gasps) sex with my boyfriend. It was, like, that much. Yeah, it was, like, a lot. And I, you know, I definitely... You know, if I could go back and do it all again, I don't, you know, it's funny, like, you could say, oh, I would do it differently, but, like, I don't know if I would be strong enough. Like, I had no support system. Mm -hmm. So I can see how, like, it's so easy to fall in, and then once you make that choice and you, like, lose your virginity, it's like, okay, well, where do you go from here? Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, and, and I think, like, I think... That's why it's so important to have like good friendships because mm-hmm. if I if I think the only thing that I could have done differently is had better friends, mm-hmm. and because but I just didn't even think like 
people were living their faith. And I had this one friend. And from you went to Catholic school, right? I went to, like, it really, like, we never went to Mass. The church, like, ugh, mm. I would never have gone to a high school, I think. I think about it now, and I look back, and I and I don't know. I think what I would have done was had better friends. Like, right. really vetted my friends out. But, like, that took me a long time to choose good friends. Well, I think that there's also something to be said too about like to your point about being you know being accepted, and I think you know we all know like high schools of high schools a rough time, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, no matter where where you are, who you're who you're friends with, or what sports you're involved in, or what extracurriculars, it's just a rough time, I think, for everybody all around. So I think that 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 pressure and wanting to be accepted by your friends, by your boyfriend, by whoever, mm-hmm. you're all the more susceptible, I think, to like. Well, I'm just going to do this because I'm young and I'm naive, maybe a little right. bit naive and you don't think it's possible and you kind of fall you kind of fall into it. You kind of become susceptible to it. It's like not a big deal Exactly. Exactly because the culture it's not a big deal. I remember telling you it's not a big deal. In high school, I remember all the movies were pretty much about yeah. that. Yeah. And it was yeah. like it was okay. completely you were consumed by it. All I the remember, teen movies um, were all about that. Yeah. I remember when I was younger talking to my mom and being like, you know, mom like and thankfully, I, uh, when you speak of that experience, Mary, my heart just goes out to you because I didn't even have a boyfriend until I was 20. I didn't experience anything like that in high school. And, like, nobody would have talked to me about that, at, like, in school. Like, we didn't talk about that. Um, but, like, I remember um, at some point later on, you know, talking to my mom and being like, you know, I just don't feel normal that I'm, you know, I'm not, because me and my mom are really close about this kind of thing. And just kind of telling her, like, oh, you know... I'm not, like, everybody else is doing this, and I'm not doing this right now, and, um, and I was like, I feel like I need to be having sex to be, like, an adult, to be considered, like, a real adult. Mm. I felt that way, and, I, and I'm ashamed to say that, but I feel like that's what the culture tells you, that, like, there's some, you know, you're mm-hmm. not, you're not grown up. You're still Almost a like, child. It's your passage to womanhood. And I'll never forget. Yes, like, it's your passage to womanhood, right? <laughs> and, and, and. Think about how much almost did your mom freak out, it is or was men, she? I feel like no, my well, she kind of she was like that is the most ridiculous thing. She was like, so all the nuns who were in a convent or who going around like saving people and helping people like Mother Teresa or whatever, if they've never had sex, that means they're not a grown up, they're not an adult. And I was like, that's actually a really great answer. Well done, mom. Snaps for your mom. But how crazy is it that like. The pressure is that acute. Like, well, the pressure especially is that heavy. Especially at that point of life where you're like, I mean, I guess I think about that now, and I'm like, you know, we're we're early thirties, like going thinking about high schoolers, going, oh my goodness, like even you know, you're not emotionally ready at all for the implications of no. all of that. I don't think at that point it is just no. it can be so it can be oh so damaging. And the pe- you're not ready for making decisions about people. No. Like, oh my gosh! Not so <laughs> no. The people, Sorry, right? Exactly. The, the people boys at that age. Yes. No. Um, uh, the boys, exactly. The boys, so right? Or the older ones are yeah. still well, the worst. Right. All the worst. Part of the like part of the true evil and lie about this part of our culture, though, and about the message that society sends to young people, is the fact that we have divorced sex from making babies. So if any of us had ever, you know, thought about how, like, this act could very well result in a baby. And I know, like, we all know, like, it Girl, could. I was very well aware of it. Like, we were, I was I very was, well aware. I've I always was, been very well aware I, of that. I was literally paranoid <laughs> at all times. I was like, what should have been. 
been like a key indicator that the people I was dating were the worst was that I literally was like, I do not want to have this guy's baby. Like, I was like, maybe was like not wanting a baby. I just didn't want his baby. Like, that was like that. It's I mean, like he would so be the sad. worst father. I literally, not, I didn't want his jeans. Like, yeah. oh my God, everything's like dumb. Now I look back and I'm just like, oh my God, like. And I and I wish I would have been empowered. Like I listen to like empowered exactly. Jason and Crystalina Everts talks. I've been like really into chastity right now. I'm just like going through God bless them chastity phase. And um, <laughs> I've just been listening to their talks and like people's talks about chastity. And the thing is like I think it's awesome that people are talking about the rightly ordered thing and like how like you know that you deserve the kind of person that will lay down their life for you and, like, yes. not push you into anything. Lay down their but life. But it's so hard when you've been someone that has only experienced the pushers. and It's the, so difficult as a woman. Yeah, and, like, or my, a man. my whole experience has been, like, with pushy guys except yeah. for my current boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's, it's just, I never, I think it's easier to be, for me, I, I wasn't the kind of person that was, like, seeking out people to have, like, experiences like that with. Like, I think I'm the kind of person that can they came do... To, they came to you? Yeah. that was my experience. Yeah. yeah, see, I'm the kind of person that could, like, you know, be single for a while right, and, like, right, be, right. be chased. I don't struggle with chastity on my own. I struggle with, like, the pushers and in relationship. I think that's harder for me than just like, I don't know how to explain it. You know, Mary, something that that reminds me of, because I completely like identify with that is my last relationship was the first relationship I had ever had where I felt like I could just breathe and I not think like, when is he going to start pushing for this? Like, when is he going to start? When's it going to start? When is he going to start like you know, making me feel uncomfortable, but I'm not supposed to feel uncomfortable because society tells me that I'm the problem because this is not what I want. Totally. Like, you mm -hmm. should feel, to like, the problem is a society is, I feel like especially when it, society's look on sexuality is, like, so run by the devil. Yeah. That, like, and he's the greatest liar and he knows the lies that, like, will be the most convincing. So it's, like, telling you all the time, like, oh, no, it's normal, or, like, this is a healthy expression of sexuality. This is how you're going to find like, out who you really are and what you're really all about is through mm -hmm. your sexuality and expressing it with as and many people as possible. Exploring sexual exploring experience it, and, yeah. and seeing what you like. It's straight from the pits of hell, which is where <laughs> the, all this is going with all, you know, it's not just stopping with that, but all these people who are in these... Um, what do they call it? The polyamorous relationships and like well, all that. And all this to say though that not, I mean, of course, across the board, no judgment of people's experiences. Like we mm -hmm. definitely want to make that clear. Like we're kind of speaking from a place of wisdom where I think a lot of us, you know, we, we, we realize our own mistakes and we're kind of going, okay, now we're mature. We're being authentic. We're wearing yeah. our faith on our sleeve and we're being, you know, really open about that and encouraging and, and, encouraging and saying it's definitely, definitely possible yeah. to kind of, you know, re, you know, realign, you know, your life and, and, and your devotion to God and, and God for God's design for your life. Yeah. So if anything, I think it's not that big of a deal to not do it. It's like, you still can have a very full relationship. You absolutely. still can have, 
you know, know if you love the person, know if they're the ones that you, the one that you want to get married. You can see far more clearly. Yeah, it actually, oh, it's so it clouds your minds. Like your yeah. mind is not clouded when you make that decision. And if I've said it once, I'll say it a hundred times. Sex and the city culture does not empower women. My yeah, job. I think it hurt a lot. <laughs> but again, no judgments. No, this is yeah, a very no. welcoming community. I think I don't even judge, you know, if I, if I have other friends who aren't of the faith and maybe they're having different lifestyles. Yeah. I honestly, I don't judge them at all. I think, I just think that the more that the Catholic view of viewing sexuality and, you know, and staying um, abstinent, like the more you shed light on the beauty and the like the deepness mm-hmm. of that teaching, it's like it can change so many people's lives and perspectives on it. Totally. It has a bad stigma for sure, and it just sounds very old fashioned, but when you see the whole, like you were saying in the beginning, like just seeing the whole picture and seeing that how it all works together and how it's very possible and it's not, it's not impossible to not no. have sex with someone. And you know? it's not repressive. It's Absolutely. It's not repressive. No, I, it's liberating. Yeah. To be in full control of your emotions and your actions and your relationship with another human being without using them and objectifying them yeah. and wondering, are they using me? Would they even be here if we did, were not doing this? That, yeah. And let's be real, a lot of the time, they would not be there. And that's another way that's to kind true. of weed out people who are lukewarm or maybe not yeah. the right ones for you. It's like, if, if you're only going to be with me because, you know, you think we're going to have a sexual relationship. It's not love. That's not love. Yeah. So it helps like, you discern. Yeah. yeah, and it's so funny because it's, like, just so hard to tell when you're of the experience of, like, not having experience, like, a good man who has, like, good intentions for you, like, and I'm not saying that every man that, you know, maybe has, like, sexual past or sexual experiences is a bad man, but I do think, like, I don't know, I just know in my relationship now, we're living chastity the best we can, and... I realized so many things just from being with him, like, that I've never, like, I've always been on the defense in any relationship, and I didn't even realize it, like, physically, because they were always pushing for the Mm -hmm. next thing, and he doesn't, and it's, like, almost, like, confusing. Like, not, it doesn't hurt my, like, I know he loves me, but (laughs) I think it's almost, like, it almost, like, actually makes it harder for me. Mm-hmm. It's refreshing. It's refreshing. It's like mm-hmm. I, it, it, but it also makes me so sad that I had to experience all those other things and didn't know how wrong it was because that's how every other guy I had ever met. Right. Well, it sounds hate. it sounds like you know in in a, in a large degree we also fell into some of the misconceptions about mm-hmm. the Catholic teaching and about chastity. Yeah. Like even ourselves as Catholics, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, so imagine what you know non Catholics are imagine. perceiving <laughs> perceiving totally about about true. the faith yeah. and about what what we think their perception is maybe of of this word chastity, which admittedly can be a very loaded word, right? Yeah. So. Um, well, yeah, I had a coworker literally on the um, elevator didn't know that I was like living chastity or anything like that, and <laughs> they said uh, something like uh, they were talking about mermaids, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I was manatees," and then somebody was like, "Oh yeah, 
I guess that's what chastity will do to you. <gasps> Uh, you'll hallucinate oh my and gosh. see like, manatees or mermaids. How so dare in an elevator <laughs> in my building? Because and I was because like, sailors used to think that manatees were mermaids. Yeah, and I thought to, and I guess like they weren't sleeping with anyone because they were just like a group of men. Because they're on the ocean sea. or whatever. Yeah. So and <laughs> oh so I literally was thinking to myself, this girl has no idea. Uh-huh. That I that's so like, funny. It's like we're like secret. Or yeah, something. no, yeah, but it's I so mean, funny because it's like she equated chastity with literally hallucinating and repression, like repression and, repression. and deprivation. Right. Deprivation being unhealthy, yeah. like not normal, not natural. That's, but that's what I think. Yeah, it's very yeah. much. Everyone has that perception. And, and, like, to go back to the original definition that Lizzie shared at the beginning, like, that's what I think, like, there's so much of a misconception out there about what it is that the Catholic Church actually teaches about mm-hmm. chastity mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. how people people think it's one thing and it's not. And I, I'm glad that we're talking about this because I feel like that's this is not a topic that's discussed often. No. Um, and it's such a beautiful and just amazing, like, topic to dive into. Absolutely. Like, it's it really such a personal choice. and learn all that. Definitely. Did y'all know that, like, what are some things that you were surprised about as, like, you've been going through your, like, chastity journey? Well, I mean, I think we were talking about this earlier, but I didn't really think that much about, like, chastity in marriage. Like, I was thinking, mm-hmm. I'll admit that, I, I mm-hmm. was thinking, you know, chastity equate is equated with <sighs> abstinence and not thinking about it as, like, a lifelong thing. Yeah. Did I take everyone else's answer? No, possibly. <laughs> I started thinking about how I learned, I mean, I guess, like, I never really thought about it before, but I, in learning about theology, learned that um, our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph lived, right. had a chaste this marriage. This is true. Yeah. And that's, a, that's a great it's point. It's just, it's like, who better to model your marriage after than them, the Holy yeah. Family, and they they practice that, and it's like, wow, you know? And like, just to clarify, you can have sex within marriage and still practice chastity. Yes, I think they were totally, like, They were, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they practice not that continence. That is your dictionary word. Not that you have to do that. But no. <laughs> if you're married. Yeah. Or that Probably I'll you're married. might yeah. be a good idea I will not to. <laughs> yeah. That's a very special calling. But I just... Just, <laughs> just as, like... As learning that, though, you realize, like, how, just how beautiful it can be. And, like, it's not, it's not something to be ashamed of. Ashamed of. Well, exactly. Totally. Right. I think somebody recently told me that St. Therese of Lisieux, her parents, who are also saints, but I can't think of their names. Um, Zelly and something. Yeah, they wanted to live, um, have a marriage, like, Joseph and Mary, like, not have, wow. like, be totally absent. And their priest was like, no. <laughs> they were like, don't do that. And it's funny because their kids, like, they have, like, I think. Saints. Saints, yeah. And they're yeah. saints now. Zelly not and, all of them, but there's, like, I think some of their kids, became, not just Therese. Like, I think they, they like, might they, be, they, like, blessed They, they might be blessed or something because, like, they were all religious. Like, almost all their kids became, yeah. like, religious. I just like talking about, like, not, there shouldn't be a taboo about, like how Catholics view sex, because it's we, I don't think any Catholics view it in a bad light. No. Really, I don't know. I think people who maybe aren't Christian might think that Catholics think sex is bad. 
yeah. or we feel guilty or shamed about it. And I'm like, no, no, like, that's such a lie. I, no. As much um, as I've read, as much as I've seen how talked, many kids Catholics have. Yeah, there's so many <laughs> children. Absolutely. Yeah, have the biggest family. Very confusing <laughs> message. If you're it is a very conflicting message. <laughs> I think it just really, for me, chastity just really brings home, like it brings to mind too, like how confused our culture is and how our culture wants mm-hmm. to assign our whole human identity almost as tied to our sexuality and we're all you know our culture is so obsessed with talking about sexual identity and it's like no your identity is as a beloved child of god Mm -hmm. as a creation of god created in the image of god and your sexuality is a gift that was given to you by god that is meant to um be respected and to be um you know, it's something that's to be, it's sacred. It's something that's meant to be treated as sacred mm-hmm. and it's to be integrated into your whole, um, you know, into your humanity. And so for me, it's like, um, I think chastity is really just the key to getting back to a healthy concept and a healthy view of sexuality and being able to, um, live that out in your daily life because we don't have to, you know, we don't have to adopt an, a sexual identity as our identity. I mean, it's practically like saying that that's what, you know, is who you are as a person. And what that defines you. It doesn't define you. It's no, not it doesn't define you. And I think you lose yourself. And I yeah, focus on that. think that's part of why people see like same sex attraction or like being gay or being, it's like our. Our society wants to say, like, your sexuality is such, like, a huge part, part of, of who your you life are and right. who you are. And, like, that's who you are. Like, it's funny, like, because, like, if you're gay, the world says you're gay. And, like, that's, like, your big label. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. And Whereas, like, the Catholic that. Church says you are a daughter or a son of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's who you are. The other things, the other aspects of your personality, the other, like, preferences that you have, that's just, like, details. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's not who you that are. That doesn't define you. It doesn't it's define core you. core identity. Yeah, right. and, I, and I really feel like that's the truth. Like, if everybody walked around aggressing their sexuality, it would become, like, sexual harassment. Oh. In the world, you're supposed to just show up as yourself. Like, you don't have to show up as just some label that like oh I I'm having sex I'm not having sex I'm doing this I'm doing no. that like it's and not the first thing you introduce about no. yourself you know what and I mean? it'd be it's weird like, if we did but yeah. for some reason some people do though <laughs> yeah I mean absolutely and I think that like chastity also is just like such an important thing you know in the way that we've been discussing too because it it allows you know Christ to be at the foundation of your yes. romantic relationships and you know, and just like right so at the center, as it sh- as yes. it should be, and it's such a beautiful thing. And like we for like we forget that, we but do. that helps foster like healthy, like successful, like a mature adult relationships intimacy. where you're really discerning like real intimacy, real intimacy where you're truly discerning is this person right for me or not? Totally, because if you're like connecting physically with someone, I I've even like thought of this like. Even if you're not having sex with someone, but you're making the physical physical aspect of your relationship be a bigger part or, like, spending all your time on that, 
It's like you're not idol. really getting to know someone. No, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. I don't need to marry someone that to kiss for the rest of my life. I want to <laughs> marry someone that is going to be a good person. Who's, who's going to help me get to heaven? Who's going to help me get to heaven right. and like be like a good partner in life? And you can't tell that if you're too busy like making out, distracting yeah. yourself with the physical things. Like, exactly what you said, though. It's an idol. Yeah, sexuality has turned into an idol. For and sure. that's what I think. I think that chastity right now is like the core virtue that because what the devil does is he takes virtues and he uses the opposite of that virtue to destroy people. He distorts it. So he distorts much. it and he presents it to people like this is how things should be and it's really not. And I think that chastity is the core virtue that he is distorting and and using like to destroy our culture and just to, to ruin people's lives. I mean that may sound like super dramatic, but it's true. And um you know, if you're listening, if somebody were listening to this and they were thinking like, you know, that all sounds great, but like I'm living real life and this is, you know, how can somebody actually do this? I mean, it's because the culture that we live in where like, you know, people are sexualized from such a young age where pornography is rampant, where men are not taught how to respect women and women aren't, some, you know, often not taught how to respect men and to respect their dignity. It's not just... You know, it's not just the men who are at fault here. So please don't let us um, give that impression. Uh, I think that was a good point about how, uh, like, women want to be liberated and, like, respected. But yet we're completely put out there as sexual objects right now. Yeah. And it's just, it's it doesn't make sense. It's, a, it's opposite. And how, are, how in society are we going to get men to treat us with respect and to treat us... Uh, with dignity, if we're demanding that, but yet we're also using our sexuality to kind of gain uh, power or attention, mm -hmm. and I see that so much right now, and it it is it it doesn't make sense. And like you were saying, I think that's just the enemy distorting everything. Yeah. You know, you think you're gonna get uh, respect one way, and I I can see how people can think that, but when you really look at the big picture, like this is all twisted and wrong mm -hmm. and it it's not going to make society better by any means praise be to jesus <laughs> yeah <laughs> i actually we forgot to do this for our last episode but do y'all want to close this episode in prayer definitely yeah that sounds good okay <laughs> father son holy, holy spirit, spirit. Amen. amen lord please come into this room and come into the heart of those who are listening and please give us all a way to see with your eyes the eyes of love the eyes of virtue the eyes of goodness and let us see each and every person in our lives with true love true dignity true respect and let us move forward and you know relinquish any demons that we carry around, especially if they're sexual ones. Lord, let us find healing from things that we have done in our past that did not glorify you or show dignity to ourselves or others. And Lord, please, you know, help us to be pure souls and treat each other with purity, kindness, and chastity. In your name, Lord. 
Amen. Okay, y'all. Well, thank you so much for listening to our Chastity Talk. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And I look forward to talking to y'all next week. Bye. Bye.